Welcome, everyone, to episode number 16 of Anarchy in Space, 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 Space. Doing a little uh, funky uh, disco thing going. I like it. Um, <clears throat> what was what was the song I was doing? It was like one of those ones you used to play at football games, right? Oh, probably. Everybody dance now. Oh, yeah. Rock jams. So, and what an episode this one was. I am here, joined as always by my good friend, Eric Heiler. Yo. How are we doing today? Uh, doing okay. Doing okay. How are you? How are you feeling after this one? <laughs> this one was kind of an odd one because it, it starts off in the past 137 years, you know, nice round number. And I guess we get to talk about one of the engine drives and then we do a little flash forward thing. So it's a, it's a lot to take in. So if you didn't take notes on this one, you, you missed. <laughs> yeah. You know, I definitely didn't take notes on this one. I wasn't yeah. even sure where to go with this one because uh, for me, it kind of amped everything up to 11. Yeah. Man, some of those political speeches in this are just like, oh, right, right at my heart. Like just right there. Yeah, this one was, uh, was a good Christian a- episode. I wasn't even thinking Christian. Hers is good. Yeah. But I think I think the exchange between Fred Johnson and... Holden takes the fucking cake. Yeah, there was a little bit of, uh, I know you're holding something back and you just gave me some kind of bullshit reason why you had like five hours missing from your nav log. <laughs> well, it's it's the stuff that comes at the end of that that really got me. On top of that, this has some of the best zingers yeah. ever in an episode from fucking Amos. Yeah. Like just some of the funniest content that those guys have ever done. I had I had to go back and like double back and watch a second time the scene where like they were Holden is telling everyone that him and Naomi are sleeping together and like <laughs> the HR meeting from hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, like what's hilarious about it. Just so much is like, it's like the scene covers so much ground because <laughs> like they, it's supposed to be a big moment. And then like all of a sudden, all of the levity breaks out where they're just, apparently they had a bet to see how long they'd been fucking. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Cause Amos asked like, well, how long has this been going on? And, and like, and this is complete pissed. news to him. Yeah. He's supposed to look like he's all angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> which which is all funny. And it turns out, you know, he won the bet. Yeah. And so then he's about to fucking, you know, the the deal was he gets to punch fucking uh in the arm and he gives him a yeah. wet willy instead. Yeah. He's like, Oh man, come on. It's supposed to be a punch. So you go through all that and then like Holden still kind of feels kinda weird about it. <laughs> and then you have the, the fucking the hilarity of you know, the Hulsey Sater, he's like you know, he's like, no, no, man, it's nothing like that. Yeah. She's a good person, you know? I look at her like a sister. I mean, I'd totally bang her if she'd let me. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, he's like, I'd do her if she asked, but, you know, yeah. sister. <laughs> so ridiculous. But you have on top of that, you have that, that, that fiery Christian speech at the end. How about how she will rain hellfire on the next three generations of Mao family members? If yeah, and turn them into social pariahs. That was the other one. Yeah. Oh man. And, and, and the thing is, is she's doing it to the guy, and because you know she knows. Yeah. And she, this is it had. You can tell the speech isn't for Mao's family. Right. It's it's illustrating to what's his name that Aaron this, Wright. Yeah, Aaron Wright. This is for yeah. you. Yeah. 
I will rain hellfire down forever. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I was like, oh, look, Christian. <laughs> well, and she, she's, she's got the spine for it. You know, you believe yeah. it when she says it. Or you get the impression that at the very least she believes it. Yeah. Aaron Wright's reaction was like, oh, yeah, she has done that before, hasn't she? So I guess, you know, starting at the beginning of this, the, the, the whole thing starts out with the Epstein drive. Now, no relation. <laughs> kind of. Doesn't it, doesn't it book bookend with it also? Uh, I would have to take your word for it. I haven't read any of the books. No, no, I, I meant bookend. Isn't it like how the show, the episode? Ends? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like he's talking about. You know, that's the problem with technology is that it changes everything. Right, and that's the the idea behind um, the. It, it does change everything. You, the invention of the Epstein drive both changes the balance of power between Earth and Mars. Yeah, and it changes humanity's relationship to space fundamentally. Yeah, because he what he did, what he accomplished in fuel efficiency almost by accident, by the way, he's like, I was hoping for like four or five percent. And next thing yeah. I know, I'm like, you know, and he died in the process of creating it, you know, left his plans with his wife. And I'm I'm assuming like they're going to go out and try and track what happened and like just see that it was ridiculous. Yeah. Put it put it together from there. Yeah. So we the thing is, is what's it's kind of it's, the whole thing's done kind of funny. Like he's just kind of narrating his own death and it seems kind of silly. But he's also narrating the exact moments when the history of mankind unfolded in a completely different way than it was going. Right. Mars was, after that point, never going to be just a UN colony. Yeah. And they had the best scientists on the, on the planet, like, out of the colony, out of, out of the colonies. Like, that was the whole idea. So now you kind of have a technologically underdeveloped UN because all the good brains are on Mars. Yep. And now Mars has the means by which to no longer be under the UN's thumb and get independence for itself. So the whole balance of power between those two places, you know, the analogy we're here on the 4th of July weekend of Earth or America was no longer a British colony after a certain point. <laughs> yeah. They, they they had took the means to leave and they did. And exactly what Mars did. But he, he, he also mentions, you know, kind of talks about there. It's like prior to this, Mars was the only thing that the UN had. Yeah. What he's invented is now going to allow them to go out and do the mining that they've talked about. It's going to allow them to pull resources from other celestial bodies. They don't have to mine their own planets for the things that they need. Yeah. And or as he said, get beyond the asteroid belt. Yeah. And go further. So. For, you know, for, for me, like the idea of being able to go out and mine other uninhabited planets, I mean, God, hmm. what, would, what would that mean for our environment? Right. Like, because whether or not people on the, who listen to this are aware, I'm a big, a big environmental guy. And while I love my cell phone, I use it knowing and understanding that a lot of damage happens on this planet because of my fucking cell phone. Those rare earth metals are not easy to get. Yeah, cobalt, lithium. Yeah, incredibly destructive to the environment where we do. So the the idea of being able to do that someplace off world, you know, to advance technologically without added costs to the planet like that's that's a dream come true right so what seems like a simple thing just a guy managed to up the efficiency of a you know a, a space drive yeah literally changes the course of humanity forever it's something yeah. simple yeah i did i did kind of like that part where he's sitting there talking about it he's like he's like uh at my current fuel consumption this uh will go on for weeks but i'll have been dead long before that and, and you know he's talking about the idea he's like you know the zero G is, you know, multi G burn isn't going to fucking work for me. 
Right. It, well, and, and there's that moment, and and I, I it hurts me to watch it because when he's trying to turn it off, and then all of a sudden, like he he can't keep his arm up, and it just snaps it out of his socket and just throws right. it back. I've had that like my my one arm. I actually have done that for. I took an eighty pound dumbbell lifting weights when I was uh, a couple years younger. Yeah, and ripped my arm out of the socket when it bent too far back. Yeah, dislocations suck. <laughs> Yeah, it was not fun. Yeah. Well, when I when I did it, it stretched out all my tendons, so I couldn't even move my hand for a week. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like, like it popped it out like a fucking chicken bone, and I, it was literally just like that, folks. To this day, I still can't like play catch with dogs and stuff because it'll yeah. If I juke back too far, it'll fall out of the socket. Yeah, not good. Not good. But but for literally a week, like the tendon, like I could go, you know, when you 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 tell your body to move your fingers, well, I could tell it to do that. All I wanted, all I would do is feel twitching in my arm. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I mean, like the tendons are still there. They're just really stretched out. This is weird. Yeah. I've had a couple of good ones on the shoulder and, uh, like to this day, like my uh, pinky finger and my ring finger on my uh, right hand will kind of tingle every now and then or, uh, spasm a little bit because of it. Ugh, it's gross. Yeah. And for the record, not a pain. I wish on anybody. It is <laughs> like at this exactly. point, like I've, I've spent the past couple of years trying to decide if like when I, when I pop my, if when I pop my arm out, it actually hurts or if it just, it feels so fucking weird that like <laughs> I, my brain interprets it as pain. Yeah. Cause I don't know that it actually does hurt. It's just, you know that your arm's not in its socket and that's really weird <laughs> and perhaps <laughs> frightening in and of itself. Yeah. It's like the brain's like, Oh yeah, I remember when you did that. We're not gonna, we're not gonna feel that right now. Yeah. Well, and it, it all when it when it happens, I'll then heck it, it immediately swells up. Mm. So you have to so you have to like calm down. And when you call when I calm down is when like the swelling starts going down, and then I'll just suck right back in. Nice. <laughs> Super weird. But we're here to talk about space, folks. Yep. So there's a lot going on in this episode. Like I, I guess if this episode, like if if the the ratings aren't up. After this episode for the next one, like really? it just means fucking sci-fi doesn't know what the hell they're doing at all. Pretty much. Like between between the the upping of the comedy and like the upping of the stakes. Let's do something interesting here. Let's start kind of at the end. We com- I complained last episode that we didn't have uh, any gunny in the episode. There was no Martians. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's in this episode. Towards and the very she end. is. Yeah. And like this is where I think this is I think. To me, this is the moment where everything really starts taking off. This is the first time you, you see the gravity of what the protomolecule brings. And it's just a hint. Right. But 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 it's enough. Gunny is out there guarding the soybean fields, as she puts it. Yeah. And her and the uh, the four people she's with, they're kind of on the UN Martian border is the idea behind it. <laughs> and they're watching... Yeah, so on Ganymede, it's run by both the UN and Mars. It is very, and they had like very a specifically uh, a an agricultural com- commune, right? So they're basically doing that whole South Korea North Korea thing, where here's the line, and we're going to march right. people up to it every now and then to kind of see. Yeah, yes, this is this where we're going to go. We're going to oh, oh. <laughs> and and she's itching, but so what ends up happening is all of a sudden they see a drone. And they don't think anything of it. Oh, it's unarmed. Who cares? Right. Well, next thing, next thing we see is that holy shit, a bunch of a bunch of ships come out of nowhere and blast the hell out of like her actual military ship that she's on. Yeah. And so her, you watch her commander die, and literally, they not Swiss cheese isn't even what they do. They literally smash it up into debris, and the ending of 
the other thing is you're just watching debris rain from the sky down onto Ganymede Station onto the bodies, the corpses of all of her, you know, people. Right. And in that last moment, all of a sudden, like you see her watching, you know, the the basically the drones that are documenting everything, watching them flip by. And when you think that, oh, okay, that's the last thing. All of a sudden, you see something walk into frame and a reflection in her mask. Yeah. And and then you see for the first time, like what what appears to be. It's got the it's got all the telltale shimmering of the proto molecule, all the blue right. and like the the veins and everything. But this is humanoid. Yeah, this isn't a space station. Yeah, a little humanoid, but not at the same time. So what what the a lot of the episode they've been joking about what are talking about what they're going to do with the proto molecule sample that they have. Right. And they're talking about destroying it so that way they know there's no more of it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, now we know that that is all for naught. There is more of it because clearly someone else is doing some experimentation or this is like some right. whatever happened on Venus, maybe. I don't know. It, while we're here, we should mention. So while they decide to get rid of the sample, good Lord, this is early in the day. <laughs> certain people decide, well, we, we can't do that. Yeah. And so Naomi tricks Holden into believing that she shoots the rocket into the sun. Yeah. But she actually doesn't. And so that sample that they've had forever is still being a sample there. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, you have Holden and, oh, God, fucking Fred Johnson get into it. Fred Johnson's like, I've been straight with you since the beginning, which, by the way, is kind of a lie. He hasn't yeah. been. <laughs> um, but he likes to make it look like it, though. He does. Yeah. And Holden is very honest about the fact that, you know, I, I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I don't you know, whether or not I trust anyone. And and it boils down to no matter who Fred Johnson is. And this is like why this is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Is Fred Johnson is one of those people that's forcing Holden to join sides and pick a team. Yeah. You know, and you've got the OPA in the belt. You've got R3, you got Mars. And while that's a fantasy that I'd love to see someday, Holden, in, re- in the real world, we don't have that luxury. You've got to pick a side. And yeah. god damn if that isn't the fucking analogous to all of American <laughs> politics, like all world politics. Yeah, pretty pick much. Pick a side. Yeah. It's like, it's a wonderful dream to have. And, and to me, like, it's just the, the illustration of the anarchist ethic. Yeah. Fuck sides. Let's everyone live for ourselves and try and be good people. Yeah. Why is that so, why is that so hard? That's what Holden was pretty much getting at. He's like, well, there really shouldn't be any teams, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's 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 frustrating because I never get the feeling at any point, even later in the series, that Fred Johnson is a bad man. But there is definitely that military part of him that just knows like he's just yeah. that's his person. Yeah. And so it's difficult to kind of watch how people like Holden are forced into positions that are just stupid positions to be in. Like they just are. Yeah. So you got that. You've got the we, we well, there was a good scene. I think it's slightly after that where. Naomi is going to help uh, Drummer. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, Drummer. Yeah, because Dra- I get Drummer and Draper mixed up. Like I think yeah. Gun- Gunny Draper and then Kamina. Or is it Kamina Gun- Gunner? Yeah, Gunner. Something like that. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, Kamina. <laughs> yes. Um, there, she's working on doing something with like the, the missing, the apparently about 30 of those warheads that are shipped off uh, came up missing. They kind of note in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, they just didn't shut off when they got the abort code. 
for some reason. And we find out like as uh, Holden and Naomi are trying to ward friend Johnson and like he's just got the biggest shit eating grin on his face. They're like, well, yeah. you're not, you're not, uh, <laughs> you don't seem frightened by any of this. He's just like, I got to <laughs> he's, he's just ready to spill the beans like, oh, because that's because I'm the man. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, he kind of played it like, oh, no, that's terrible. Mild Chuck. <laughs> Whatever shall we do? <laughs> so there's kind of up until this point been a bit of a uh, hands, hands wank or a bit of distance between uh, Drummer and the Ross Nazi people. And this is kind of where Naomi puts her hand out and illustrates, look, I'm a belter, same as you are. Right. And I want to help. So they are kind of going to kind of work on making, taking away some of the security protocols that are in, in the warheads from Earth. Now, we, we get like this, I think, where they can really start hinting at like what Naomi's real history is. Yeah. And that's a very slow thing. They, they they just drop things like every little, like eventually it becomes very important that like, Apparently, like she's like a crazy, crazy, awesome computer programmer, hacker person. Yeah, and and kind of has a dark past with it, but we're not there yet. Yeah, um, getting little hints of it in just about every episode. So, God, and just like you're just waiting for like the tension in those moments. You're like, please let this be softcore porn on on Showtime, <laughs> and then it's not. You remember? No, I'm watching sci-fi. Yeah, not Showtime. Yeah, and so the softcore never happens. Yeah, this this isn't Skinamax. Sorry. And it's, it is a letdown, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so you got all that going on. So Chris Jen, a little bit further back in the episode, brings in some guy. I can't remember his name. He's not in, in it a ton, but he is a scientist. Yeah. That is brought into a briefing about what they're going to do and what they think is going on. And, you know, he explains to us, like, look, I think that, you know, he he has no imagination. And what he thinks is going on doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And he's like, I've got an idea what is. Yeah. But it's going to sound like complete lunacy unless, you know, without what's going on. So can you get me on that expedition to try and see what's going on on Venus? With it? I want to see as much as I can and get as much information as I can. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of uh, let's bring this guy on as like the minority report type of thing. It's like, OK, well, here's what your five experts say. I'm the I'm the one guy out of the out of that group that's going to say something completely wild and off topic. The point of dissent, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's there's that. And we haven't seen Christian's uh, spy guy recently, which is a little weird. What's he up yeah. to, I wonder? Yeah, he's up to something. Let's see, what else, what else is going on in this episode? Uh, you have uh, they're welcomed back to Tycho Station basically as heroes. Yeah, as her- uh, with a hero's welcome. And uh, and literally one of my favorite fucking jokes in the entire series is the <laughs> Alex is out telling the story. You just see him surrounded by women and yeah, and all of a sudden he starts making out with this one, and then all of a sudden some dude comes in trying to fight, like it looks like her pissed off husband or boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Name is lays him out flat. Oh, just beats the shit out of him, like <laughs> yeah. like just like you want Amos to do, like just yeah. good old fashioned Amos ass kicking like dudes just incapacitated immediately <laughs> like alex is all of a sudden concerned he's about to kill a guy who's like amos and then amos turns out hey you okay <laughs> yeah you know, like, right, man? i was also looking out for you <laughs> well and the, and the joke is he's, he's like do you just have do you just live here he's like no he's like no i got a flop next door and he's like next door is a brothel he's like yeah 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 <laughs> which is which is just one of my favorite favorite like <laughs> data points of Amos. Amos lives at a brothel. That's that's <laughs> Amos's that point is and 
I don't, I don't, I don't see where the issue is. Like I yeah. a brothel. It's got a bed and a, and a roof. <laughs> it's pretty much all I need. He's got, they got a bed, a roof, and pussy. What the fuck? <laughs> the, the, the alcohol's next door. I'm good. Yeah. I, I literally so, just have to walk a few paces and I get, I get drunk. <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty intense, intense bit of what's going on there. Yeah. So I'm trying to think what else is, is going on throughout the episode. Uh, well, there was another little Amos bit where he's removing. Oh, that's right. Demos from the, uh, the Martian flag. And he goes, no, it makes me laugh every time I walk by it. Well, and what's, uh, and like, it's, it's an Amos and Alex bit. Yeah. And you, and you get that, like Alex puts two and two together. Like, Wait, is this your way of apologizing to me? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the relationships that these people on the ship have are all very, very weird. Yeah. And like, they're fun, but it's just, you're like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> why, why do you guys re- relate that way? Yeah. It's like uh, humans have like gone through this uh, weird social media esque type behavior towards each other, even in space. It's it's kind of strange. Well, yeah, because he's 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 remo- removing the, the there the so the flag of the Martian flag has all of like the ma- ma- moons of Mars, I guess. On yeah, it, and he's like crossing one of them off. Yeah, he's like erasing one. Yeah, absolutely. because they blew it up. Yeah, he's like it's just nothing but a little bit of rocks. Yeah. He's like, I'm just making it accurate. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. What else do we got going on here? Uh, no, I think the the big reveal at the end with the inhuman figure standing over Bobby Draper. That was about it. It is. I, I for for me like while well, like on the sci-fi aspect like that's the that's like the let's drive the the story home and like let's have cool things to talk about. That's yeah. definitely it. Finally, aliens. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, legit aliens. Yeah. I know something you don't know, but for me, like it's, I keep getting drawn back to that, to that exchange between Fred Johnson and Holden. Yeah. Because I mean, there's, there's so much in that. Like it's literally every problem that government brings. And, and I kind of heard echoes of that in Christian's speech. Yeah. Hers was actually different in another way. It was, uh, because she laid bare very specifically the problems with government and and why it's an issue. So she she says that governments like we the, we let the corporations think they're in power, right? Because we're all greedy, basically. Yeah, and we all want our jobs in the private sector after we're done in government, and we want that money, so we play ball. But don't think for a fucking minute that we're not who's really in charge. Yeah. And there's a lot to that statement that I, I don't know that I necessarily agree, but like it, it definitely paints the blurry picture that is the unholy alliance between corporate greed and government. Yeah. In our circles, we call it the revolving door. Yeah. So, you know, what is the difference? They're going to go in the private sector. The private sector, you know, goes into there like it's it's all very incestuous. Yeah. And 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 maybe maybe it changes where you are in there who like really has the power. I I don't know. Clearly there's like a the people that get chosen for government get chosen because of you know, some reason they get chosen. Yeah. And you know, so I don't know that it's necessarily that the corporations I I think maybe it's one. I, I, to me, it still seems like an error because in the way that the show, the show is approaching it, it, it takes out the fact that yeah, those that politician wouldn't be there. Yeah, without the corporate money that got them elected in the first place. Yeah, like people choose those people because they knew who they are because big money backs them. Right. 
So it, it, it that part actually doesn't ring true to me. It, it, it seems like it's kind of oversimplifying what's happening. Yeah. At the end of the day, without that corporate money, like, yes, yeah, so they both feed into each other, but it all starts with the, the wealth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be different 400 years in the future, but uh, I, I guess that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, from our perspective, it's not exactly the same thing. So, well, and 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 in most things, like they seem to, they, they're very thoughtful on their political issues. So it does seem odd that they would kind of be less uh, less thoughtful about that particular one. Right. So we just need to uh, need to get them on. But <laughs> yeah, ultimately, this has been probably my favorite episode that we've we've talked about, just because it, it's got so much of everything that makes a good sci-fi show. Yeah. Like you, it's got the sci-fi. Like it t- gets into like the actual technology of the Epstein Drive. It's got like the the politics. It's got, but it's got like it also all of the character characterization is kind of amped up to eleven on it. Like everybody is the most themselves that they're going to be in episodes on this. Yeah, and this one was so much different than the previous episodes and the way it was set up and you know doing the whole flashback thing to Epstein. No, yeah. they definitely they took a different approach for sure. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know that they really do a flashback kind of deal in any of the other episodes. It's just that it is such a cool story. Yeah, that it would have been a shame to not include it at some point in the show, and it just kind of happens to work out well in this one because. I think it's there to show the thing that we're dealing with here is we're dealing with an alien technology. We're not dealing with aliens necessarily. We're dealing yeah. with their tech and you know, we we're we're getting to see very specifically, Oh shit. Like this technology, this is going to be a game changer. Like we thought we knew what was going on with the proto molecule. And now we really don't have a fucking clue what's going on with the proto molecule. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. It, 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 it took over the space station and it was just kind of like an amorphous concept at that point. Yeah. Now there's something humanoid that is tied into this somehow. And what's that about? Right. So, you know, the idea of technology making everything different very, very quickly is is hammered home. And that's for sure. Yeah, that's a completely different type of episode that we've seen before. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, just seeing that they had like a little back backstory being brought into it because it ties think, into the to the present day uh, events i think there's like 15 books so far like there's there's eight main books and then all the rest are novellas and like i said the epstein drive is one of the novellas they have one that's the fred johnson uh um, anderson station thing there there's a there's a bunch of them that kind of cover not not it's nothing you could write a full novel about, but it, it, they're fun little stories that kind of add to the world build. Yeah, kind of flesh it out a little bit. So, and I do recommend like if you're you, you're a reader, go and read the books because the books are definitely awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm way way ahead of even where the TV program gets at this point because I I could I, I, I watched it once couldn't couldn't live without it I couldn't <laughs> live without it in my life. I needed more. <laughs> the junkie needed to get his fix. What can we say? Dude, I, I, I couldn't not do it. Like I finished one and I'm like, well, it'd be another 20 hours. I think like I've, in most cases, like, cause it happened last one. I think I read was over Christmas time. And like, I think I was off work for a weekend and I literally listened to the entire book in like a day or two. <laughs> There's 20 hours of <laughs> listening there. So you do math. Um, what are our, what are our, uh, our specs on this episode there, boss? Okay. Well, this one was the aptly titled paradigm shift. Uh, cause that, can refer to the Epstein drive, can refer to the protomolecule stuff going on. Uh, this is a can good refer title. Chris Jen changing Could. her position now being yep. very, uh, she's being aggro where she's been playing coy. Now she's like, well, the power is in my, I'm the wo- woman who saved the fucking world. So yeah. try and come at me. 
Yeah, instead of making you think that she's got a royal flush in her hand, she actually does have the royal flush in her hand, and now she's going to start bullying the table a little bit. Yeah. Put in a little poker terms there. But uh, I was going to say, I'll assume that all makes sense, folks. I do not play cards. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was directed by uh, David Grossman, written by uh, Narin Shankar. Uh, came out March 1st, 2017. Actually got a little bit of a ratings bump from the last one uh, at a point six two five. So. God, that next one better be like a 13.0. Like mm. It's the most watched thing on Earth. It's not going to happen, I know, but I'm hoping. <laughs> I don't know how it couldn't based on this episode. Yeah, like this episode is like if you weren't watching the show, it should give you enough uh, meat in it to go, okay, well, let me go back and check some of those old episodes. So what I'm thinking is, and I'll, I'll, you, you can hear me out, uh, I'd like to bring on a guest in uh, season three. Oh, sounds good. So we can get, get a trio of us yelling at each other. I like I like the idea <laughs> of yelling at people. And then who knows, maybe we'll get some like antagonism and like you two uh, team up on me. And then I'll be like, <laughs> bring it, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, so to anyone listening, if you want to be a guest on season three, uh, please get at us and we'll kind of get that set up. We got about a month before we'll be getting into season three. Yep. Right. So we got four more episodes this season or something like that. Is there more than that even? Let's see. 12, 13 episodes in this season. So, all right. So, we got, so we got almost two months. This was episode six. Yeah. So, we'll get at us and we will, uh, we will see what makes happen. Yeah. Even if you hate the show and want to come on and say how much you hate it, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I'll defend the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, will, I will defend this against the most staunch yeah. haters. I was on the fence. I didn't even know the show existed. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah. It's, it's a good. show. It's yeah. like, it's not Battlestar Galactica, but I'll take it for what it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, not a whole bunch of uh, hot uh, Cylon chicks in it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you, you are a BSG guy, aren't you? Both of the original series, because I watched that as a little kid because I'm ancient and uh, and of the new series. So Nice. And that's, uh, what's the, the s- s- star something? Uh, Starbuck. Yeah. Starbuck. Yeah. And they made Starbuck a woman in the, the second one, right? The, the person that I wanted to be Captain Marvel and uh, was actually like, tweeting at Marvel to get, uh, damn it, now I can't remember her name, but uh, to get her as uh, Carol Danvers, and they decided to go with the uh, Thick Wooden Post Brie Larson. So, uh, Well, just for the record, the reason I was a little bit late today is because I saw Geeks and Gamers had popped up <laughs> the uh, about Brie Larson's new YouTube channel and how bad it's failing. Oh, God. Well, well they're making jokes about it because like, Brie Larson's on on YouTube now. And she uh, has like 180,000 subscribers or something like that, <laughs> which she's been she they, they literally put her on trending like they're th- trying to get everyone in the world to like her page. And it's just not yeah, working. Yeah. Apparently nobody likes Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. They filmed part of Captain Marvel down here in Louisiana and a couple of the sound stages. And I know people that work at that sound stage and they're like, yeah, she's awful. I was like, oh, OK. All right, bias confirmed. Well, dude, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you just watched the interviews that she was doing with, like, have you ever seen the one where it's her, Thor, or, and and uh, Don Cheadle? Yes. And, and like, she literally yells at them, thank you very much. Yeah. And, like, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Go do you, whatever. I'm glad you're making your paper and shit, but fuck you. Yeah, my my whole thing is you're doing a superhero movie and then they're going to put you in the superhero costume and then you're going to complain how silly you look. Liz and I were uh, were hanging out with Cam and Kim from uh, Make Liberty Great Again last night. Yeah. And oh my God, dude, 
the uh, he was asking me, "Well, have you seen this Marvel movie?" I'm like, "Nope." No. Have you seen this? I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, why?" I'm like, "Cause, cause they told me they didn't want my money. They told me it wasn't for me." So I, I took them up on that, and I refused to give them money. Yeah. And now, like, I, I actually, I've had a uh, YouTube Red. It's now what called YouTube Premium for years. Yeah. Because I like, I, I don't watch uh, advertisements. I refuse to. Yeah, I got the Brave browser for that very reason. I just don't see them. We'll have to we'll have to talk about that because yeah no I I'm sick of the way YouTube's been treating their fucking uh their both their creators and their people like oh yeah that's that's terrible I want to watch things I want to watch and if you want to try and force me to watch fucking Jimmy Kimmel well I'm just not going to <laughs> and if you want to take away money from the people that have made your platform what it is well fuck you too so I'm 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 refusing to give youtube any more money <laughs> yeah i almost uh when i upload my episodes to youtube i just want to put a dsus2 cord like right in the middle just to see how quickly it'll get blocked <laughs> <laughs> you you put your episodes up on anything else like uh bit shoot or yeah they uh a copy goes up on uh bit shoot and then um i'll just redirect everything else to the to the anchor app until i get my website up and running okay yeah no i'm i i want to get around as much of the bullshit as I can. So far, I've been really liking Parler, but I don't have all those fucking, uh, <laughs> I don't know, all those uh, Trump bots that you get. Dude, I have no idea where it started from. Uh, I've got like 540 followers, and a vast majority of them are all Trump or Q bots. And it's, uh, I was like, there's nothing in my profile that would lend you to look at my thing and say, oh yeah, I'm going to hit follow on this guy. <laughs> I guess. I think they just assume that everyone on there is a Trump person. Maybe that's, that's it. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I have managed to stay very clean of them. I had the for, for one guy add me today, and I immediately he's got Trump in his picture. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I'm good. I'm not. I, I'll follow most people back as long as I see voluntarists. Right. In there. Yeah. Nope. Trump. Fuck you. Don't care. No, that's he. That, that was another thing. It was like a couple of them that did have like the black and gold on their stuff. You know, right down into the thing. You know, Q numerology thing. And I was like. All right, guys. All right. I, you made an effort, I guess, but I can't get too far. I, I can't give too much shit to the Q people. Like, cause there are, there are a few different layers of the Q people and some of them I don't mind as much. Ugh, I don't know. That's uh, going through the nineties and uh, hearing all of the Patriot mythology stuff. This really put a sour taste in my mouth for all that stuff. Did you watch when Binkley was on, uh, or he was on or he had them on uh, Dan Fogler's podcast? No, I think he had Dan. Fog well, they might have done like a swap cast thing, but I remember Dan Fogler was on there. Yeah, I oh, dude, and it was that episode was crazy. And I can't hate on Ho Fogler. Nah, and he got a little down that rabbit trail a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's not my not my thing. The Q thing, but you know, depending on wh where you're taking that, if if you if you think Q is telling you that Trump is God, then we probably have issues. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sixty three thousand unsealed indictments. And they're just waiting in the wings, and that was supposed to happen back in April. And yeah, okay, whatever. Something like that. <laughs> well, they they're fighting it with a virus. That's the thing. Like they they the the they're playing dirty. Oh, okay. It's always an excuse. Uh, that's the other thing I've noticed. There's always an excuse why why whatever it was didn't happen. Oh, I know. It's it's hilarious. So, all right, folks. Well, we're gonna call it for today. Like I said, if you're interested in being on season three with us, please get a hold of us. It'll be fun. Yep. We'll uh, up the ante on these episodes. Look forward to it. Until then, go out and uh, be peaceful or something. Yeah, live long and prosper or some shit. <laughs> All right. Peace. Yeah, see you.